0: Welcome to Save a Church's podcast, What's Up Jack? Conversations About Jesus in Church. We hope that you find this episode uh, meeting a need in your life as you minister and share, and we look forward to hearing from you. If there's a topic that you'd like us to have a conversation on, uh, just shoot us an email or send me a text, and we'll be happy to consider that, but enjoy today's podcast. G'day folks. Uh, welcome to another episode of What's Up Jack? Conversations about Jesus and Church. I'm John. I'm Albert. Uh, and the conversation today is about Albert <laughs> in St. James Baptist Church. Uh, I want you folks to get to know him uh, a little bit better and uh, understand his heart, and the mission of his church. Uh, so Albert, start out in the beginning, if you will. Give us a little bit of your background Mm -hmm. and how you came to be a pastor, okay? uh, And then pastoring at St. James. Okay.
1: Well, uh, actually, uh, I started. I got called to ministry when I was in college in uh, in uh, Birmingham, UAB, and I got called into the ministry, and uh, I kind of surrendered to God and got called. And a guy named Sam Day was one of my mentors. And, um, from there I went to, uh, came back home, graduated and, uh, got started dealing with more and more. And I joined a church called St. Elizabeth. Um, James Harvey was the pastor. There still is. And, um, that's when I kind of got my calling to go to school and, uh, to set my calling to go into ministry. And so I went down to Graceville and from there I still was working by vocational. Um, I did, uh, 20 years at nuclear power. And mm. then in the midst of that, I started St. James, um, we started J- St. James by the Jerry Grandstaff here. Uh, he came to me and asked me about uh, planting. a. They were, the association was trying to plant an African-American church, um, mainly for the uh, membership. And so we kind of went from there. That was in 2003. And from there, we went to um, plant the church here in Dothan and uh, started pastoring. And God has been blessed us ever since then. I started networking through the association. to Really had a heart for a community, um, mission, and um, just really invest in other people. So uh, over the years, I've invested in a lot of pastors, and they've invested also in me, sure. and also in the sure. ministry. Um, I love to give. I love to share. I love the fellowship love the sharpening people. So that's been my heartbeat. And yeah. uh, our community has been has um, been a great mission field for us to show um, the servitude of that. So that's it. Like I say, um, married, have four kids. Um, all three three of my older kids are away and gone and two of them have made me grandparent. All right. me and Jennifer, and um, have one left, Kristen. She's a, a junior, a manual Christian okay. this year. Junior. Wow. So uh, one more year, I have an empty nest.
0: There you go. Well, are you looking forward to
1: that? Yes, very much. <laughs> very much.
0: <laughs> well, good. Well, you've certainly been a great partner <laughs> and friend to me in the yeah. six and a half years I've been here and getting to know you and your heart and passion, especially for yeah. discipling other pastors and leaders and Uh, not just Southern Baptist pastors, you're networked throughout the community with uh, other church leaders. And so greatly appreciated. Uh, So you've been at St. James now, how many years?
1: Um, December will be 20 years now. 20 years. 20 years. Wow. Good deal. seemed like yesterday, 20 years. All right.
0: And you were, of course, in the Denominee process with us as we were trying to reframe the vision for the association and get that headed in a, Mm -hmm. uh, a good direction for the future. And, um, want to thank you for your hours and hours and hours Mm -hmm. of investment in that. Boy, what an 18-month process. Uh, But I think we learned a lot, and I think we got a great focus and direction for the association. And now you are involved with St. James going through Funnel Fusion. So what's that process been like for you guys as you all have began to focus in on St. James and what God has in store for you for the future?
1: Well, um, I feel like we had a... A skeleton
0: mm-hmm. for our church already. Okay.
1: And uh, I thought we had it kind of put all the bones and joints in the right places. Mm-hmm. But I think with our funnel fusion, what we've done is now is with more leaders involved, we've kind of redefined our body. And it's not okay. that we changed the skeleton. It's just that everybody understands now where the pieces goes. And I think the funnel fusion has helped us to flesh it out a better way. Okay. So um, that was a missing ingredient that we had in our church and one of the greatest things Final Fusion has showed us is is really how to how to put it in a systematic approach, so that it's easy to follow and easy to attain, and you can measure better. I'm a measurement kind of pastor, so um, I love the strategy format that we've been through. Mm-hmm. The has helped me to see if, like yesterday's t- uh, quote you you sent to us from Shane, you know, we got to how to count a win. Yeah. And it's not the number of people that's, that's coming in attendance. It's the number of people to get the breakthroughs. That's right. So our church went through a decline <clears> of struggle <throat> with COVID and, and a little bit after mm, COVID of, yeah. of not winning. So final fusions helped me to kind of get my grips back on the structure and the fleshing out of our church. And then now we can really clearly see what a win really looks like and God, when yeah. to celebrate the proper ways. Because um, I did a terrible job as a pastor of celebrating the right things. And and uh, another thing Funnel Fusion has helped me to really kind of gather with my leaders is, is really to understand the values that our church have. Yeah. The values means everything. So um, that's a, that's another uh, paradigm change for us is to understand the values of St. James and to now look at our new mission statement that we've come together with. So it's been a great thing.
0: I have a copy. I guess this is uh, the yes. at least the the current version. That it may it. change before you get there, but overcoming, overcoming every, every brokenness of life through the transformation power of Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's where y'all just, yes. just to hear that, John, yeah. is um,
1: I, I can visually see that people in our community, people that come to St. James, is going to be transformed and it's going to help them to overcome every brokenness of life. And the only way we can do that is is through Jesus. Oh, well, that's
0: right. I mean, that's yeah uh we can we can put programs in place that'll help, but if they don't come to know Jesus mm-hmm. in the process and tap into that power mm-hmm. uh then it's it's all for naught most yeah. likely they'll yeah. they'll fail and mm-hmm. uh, and we've failed as a church oh, because, we have
1: because we have tried to help people overcome every brokenness in life without Jesus not yeah. giving, them, giving them financial help giving sure. them let's walk together let's yep. go through a discipleship class yep. let's go through a prayer meeting or whatever or let me just Give you give you some tangible things mm-hmm. and just hope you'll get it right. It have to be through the transformation power of Jesus first. Yep. If that's not there, then it's it's hopelessness.
0: It's, that's right. That's right. So we we do Saint James does offer hope to the yes. community of folks mm-hmm. that y'all minister to because mm-hmm. you do understand the power of the gospel and yes. uh the importance of, of a right relationship mm-hmm. and not just giving lip service to uh scripture and things in the of the kingdom yeah uh, but really focusing and getting your folks trained yeah. now, you guys do church a little bit differently than a lot uh, you <laughs> maybe a bad thing huh no not <laughs> no it works in your context mm-hmm. and that's what's it that's what is so unique about this is the five churches in funnel fusion all coming out with different mm-hmm. outputs mm-hmm. In uh, different ways that they're they're going to get to the mission that God's called them to yeah. in their community. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you see in the next three to five years for St. James, uh, as you equip your people mm-hmm. uh, to carry out the mission?
1: Well, um, some of the greatest things we have visionally seen is we want to have so many like neighborhood uh, Bible studies, community Bible studies. Um, discipleship um, process through evangelism taking place not inside our four walls but just everywhere yeah empowering everybody in our church to go out and start bible study, small groups um huddle-like things in their community where they stay play live uh, gotcha. where they work and also to see people the way jesus see them. yeah so uh our communities are not just where we live so uh our church is in a great place where there's so much dysfunction, mm. but that's every church. If you look at the seven churches of Asia, Minor, sure. I think most people don't realize the dysfunction in every neighborhood because there's people like me and you live in there. Yeah. So yeah. so our our specificity of our dysfunctional families, we have kind of assessed that we've assessed with broken homes, single parents, low income education, which leads to economics. Mm-hmm. We've seen that people are not um, the education parts of academia, so they can't really read well. Um, all kind of things like that. We've tried to now build a ministry and, uh, and missions to overcome those gaps. Gotcha. But but all that leads to Jesus and flows from Jesus. Sure. Um, so that's one of our visions. The second thing is, as we connect people to our church, um, we can actually now transition them throughout our process so that they become disciple makers themselves, not just church members.
0: Disciples who make disciples. Yes.
1: And so that's a that's a flaw that we knew about many years, but we tried to overcome that. And I think the funnel fusion um, strategy that we have now, the map we have now, it's going to be a, a better process to get people connected, not just coming to worship attendance, but connect to people that really is making discipleship themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the greatest things that we uh, hope to see. Uh, also, we uh, we've hired our, our new youth pastor, Troy Hicks, Okay. and uh, he's coming on board, and he's uh, he's mm-hmm. hitting the ground running. Matter of fact, Sunday we have uh, a visiting family that came to our church. Um, they joined while the mother and parent was in the, in the main sanctuary with the adults, the young boy, nine year old was in the back with Troy and his group and he, Troy led him to the Lord and he's getting baptized a fourth Sunday. So about that. so the first day at work, you get someone saved and yeah. you're baptized. them. what a great start. <laughs> you know, absolutely. absolutely. And so uh, he's awesome. on fire for that. Um, yeah. We in preparation. Now our church is getting ready to develop our daycare for our community. We really okay. want to. We feel like there's more touches we can do if, we had a daycare in our community, so we're starting a daycare in our church in January to to impact our, our residents in mm-hmm. our community. Okay, and so we're looking forward to that. It's just a lot of good things God is doing. Uh, he's really he's really doing some things that that we've been laboring in for for years. You're seeing now some some fruit of that, and so we have not been weary um, in well doing. So it's been good.
0: Very good, very good. Well, you're a man of many hats and talents. <laughs> You don't sleep much.
1: <laughs> I think mean, that may need to change some.
0: You're always thinking and, and uh, staying ahead of the curve, but you're mm-hmm. also involved with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yes. Tell us how that's going this okay. year.
1: So uh, I'm involved with, those, with the Fellowship here locally. We have eight counties that we kind of are Wildgrass counties, eight counties. And um, since January of this year, we've had over 700 converts in our oh. school systems. <laughs> Um, and well, that
0: change a community. Yeah,
1: it? that would definitely change. So what I my vision for FCA is, is to actually find churches that want to be in their community and their local schools.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I came to Jeff Ross um, eight years ago and asked him about, give me some ideas about how can the church start really being involved in school. And I came back uh, two days later. He had this printout about seven sheets of paper. He highlighted some stuff for me. And uh, he told me he didn't tell me this personally, but to afterwards. He had never put anything together before like that. But what he gave me was like his heart. Yeah, yeah. And I ran with it. Okay. And so uh, if our time at Selma had not been such a godsend thing, I don't think my heart for FCA would ever have been in existence. So what I do for FCA is being a director, I actually put churches in, in schools to help churches build a bridge to take the students or the athletes from the school, put them in the church, disciple the kids at the church okay. and send them right back to the mission field gotcha. um, at the school good deal and so right now it's going well we, we're starting now um hartford's coming on board brother stacy Statford. Uh, we're having a meeting there september 17th we have a, um, like five new holders we're gonna try to launch there we just started some new huddles at geneva and got in donnie smith is on board with that uh, we're starting our huddles in slocum school okay um we've got some great holders and like at carver middle school we run about 250 kids come uh, every morning um, that all the schools have said yes to us. Brother Van is at Columbia. Mm-hmm. We have um, so many schools that with so many of our churches plugged in, there's no way we should not be turning the world upside down. There you go. So we've had, just had our first annual golf tournament. We had three converts. We shared the gospel with <laughs> over 200 people. Um, Good deal. Just a, a FCA is, I believe, one of the greatest vehicles. If you want to see where God is working, he's working through FCA. And right. I, I wish every pastor and every youth pastor, would get involved, every church get involved with your local school through FCA.
0: Well, um, perhaps there are some pastors that are listening to this podcast and uh, think, well, you know, my church really could get involved with FCA. How would they go about uh, getting connected with FCA and their local school?
1: Well, I said give me a call. Um, We kind of have a guy named Aaron Dickerson. He's the worship leader at at Ridgecrest. Yep. Aaron is over our our private schools here locally and our Dalton public schools. Okay. And then a guy named Mike Ferris, he's at yeah. Calvary, also one of the guys. He's he was the area rep and does a great job and have done a great job for years here with the LCA. He's the guy with all the county schools. Okay. And so even like Pastor Todd Thorpe, he is a. They have adopted Ashford School himself, and they have Huddles. He's discipling coaches, and so we're trying to put coaches and, and um, pastors everywhere. So give me a call three three four seven one four eight seven two nine. I know it's on our church directory. Yep. And also here in uh, Saver, but yep. It's so easy to get involved. Just give me a call. and We'll try to put you where God wants you to have a ministry and a place that you can really have uh, some transformation and bring back to your church. That's the key to it. Be a bridge for the actual local community.
0: Gotcha. Well, I know you were involved in uh, a a gathering out in uh, Bay Springs a couple of weeks ago. Tell us a little bit about how that came to be.
1: (laughs) That was a great thing. This is their 10th year doing that. They have a... all the sports and all the athletes come together for a back-to-school rally. Okay. This is their 10th year. And um, so they bring all the Wicksburg school and they get, like, Brother Pastor Allen Church came in, did worship. Okay. I came in, did the speaking for all the athletes and all the coaches. And they had the World Series girls baseball team, softball team oh, there. yeah. And, yeah. And this had a great turnout. Yeah. Um, Brother Cliff, the youth pastor there, invited me to come speak. And we had some conversion there also. People yeah. coming down the aisle crying, just asking, you know, where godly sorrow is that's going to bring repentance. And mm-hmm. that was happening. So mm-hmm. so I got involved with um, ministering there because of the FCA and also Brother Cliff, sure. and Mike Ferris. Sure. But um, I-, I take my house to. To Pastor Allen and also Bay Springs Church, the whole ministry there mm-hmm. for coming together, collaborating as a it shows God working together in communities.
0: That's right, that's right, and, and that's you know that's what we're about as an association is yes. churches coming together, churches serving churches yes. to advance the gospel, and so mm-hmm. that's one way. There's many ways that it does take place on an ongoing basis. Yes, uh, as churches partner together to share the good news, uh, mm-hmm. do ministry together, mm-hmm. and uh, you're certainly a big part of that. Uh, one of the other things that you do is uh, disciple other pastors, uh, not just in our association, but across the uh, county, if you will. Uh, how does how does that work? What kind of what does that process look like for a pastor that might need discipled?
1: Well, um, I, I do thank God for allowing me to be discipled first. Yep. So, uh, as I just told you beforehand, I even spoke this this morning at, at Westgate for our FCA meeting for all our coaches and pastors. Um, I really believe that if we look at what Jesus did in Luke 9, 1 through 6, when he called the disciples and gave them power, authority, to cast out demons and to heal and all sickness. Same thing he did in, in Luke 10 mm-hmm. when he called the 70 and 72, he gave them the same power. Yeah. You look at us in, in Acts 1, 8 or Acts 10. We receive the Holy Spirit with power to go out and be witness or demonstrators of mm-hmm. his power. So, so one thing I do with discipleship, discipleship is a fundamental. And I think that we got to keep it as, it's fundamental. It's not, it's not something hierarchy. So it's, it's a fundamental approach to, to becoming a believer, a follower and a doer of, of Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Gotcha.
1: So I really take the approach done with every pastor as like, kind of like the book of Eli, uh, this movie, yeah, the there. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. So when you eat the word of God and you have the word of God in you, you disciple people to look like Jesus, not like yourself. And so each pastor that I've disciple, it is fundamental. And it is also, um, progressive to where you help them in whatever area that they are struggling in. That's not looking transformational like Jesus acting, talking or power wise like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I take an honor on that because it's not that I do it. Well, it's just that person that I'm following does it well, which is yeah, Jesus. Gotcha. So I try to give every pastor what they really need. And that that's one thing mm-hmm. that um, I love the quote from a W Tozer. He says, before you talk to man about God, Talk to God about the man, mm. and that's my approach to every pastor that I spend time with. Is I really want to be out of the way and and help them understand the fundamentals approach to grow in a relationship with God and their church, so that they may look more like Christ Jesus and less yeah. like themselves. Yeah.
0: Well, and in the in the process, I guess the maybe the byproduct of discipling them mm-hmm. is the relationship and the friendship uh, that that you develop and Mm -hmm. they develop and they know that they're they're not an island out there by themselves Mm -hmm. they have somebody that they can connect with and reach Mm -hmm. out when they need it Mm -hmm. Uh, but also to advance it that they'll take what their experience with you back to their people uh, to be able to be an even better pastor
1: and i think that it makes them you know we did a thing uh, i thank you for that with we started talking about how many pastors have been discipled and they were showing that, you know, mm-hmm. only, only two out of 10 pastors have really been discipled before. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty low. That's and so, um, yes, Jesus was right when he was talking about him being the master, we being the apprentice or pupil or student, uh, wherever he is, you are also, I have actually, people are discipled, John, through prayer meetings and prayer walking and worship, um, Bible memorization and living it out through just going through different circumstantial life. As far as, um, living spiritually the, the scriptures out to show discipleship i always get more than a student does
0: mm-hmm. sure
1: and and the bond is so um like david and jonathan in first samuel eighteen one. 1 um, my point is when i disciple these pastors that relationship we have never diminished it's, yeah. it builds such a strong desire with each other to where we pray for each other constantly we be there so you, you have a person that come along beside you now, kind of like Ephesians. I mean, Ecclesiastes 9, 4, 2 is better than 1. Yeah. So I love yeah. doing that, too. I got 16 pastors, none Southern Baptists. I have discipled in the last past three years, and I have seven pastors in, in the Southern Baptists that we have been doing discipleship with in the last past three years that has really made me a better person, a sure. better pastor. absolutely. And I know it's making them better also.
0: No, uh, no doubt. No doubt. Sure. Well, Albert, I've, I've certainly appreciated your friendship and leadership yeah. since I've been here and um, just... Connecting with you and understanding your heart and your passion for your people at st. James Mm -hmm. But also for the other pastors and leaders in the area Uh, You're not so focused that it's got to be just Southern Baptist. It's about the kingdom Mm -hmm. Uh, And that that heart that you have for the the folks is greatly appreciated Well, I thank you John. you you
1: have been a a pillar in my life Uh, I thank you for what you're doing here at the Association, but mainly for just who you are as as a believer that that means a long goes a long way because of it's so easy to actually uh follow leadership and and collaborate with you because I see your heart and and it's it's not about your own kingdom
0: right so that's right and i it i'm blessed to be here and to be mm-hmm. serving in this association along with the the pastors and leaders uh, that are here yeah uh, i love to see them soar i love to mm-hmm. love it when they have a win mm-hmm. uh, of course the Learning how to be a healthier church and a better church is, is the goal. And so thank you for your help with that. And as we wrap this session up, we'll continue conversations with other pastors uh, so that folks will get to know them. But thanks again. And uh, I'm John. I'm Albert. And we'll catch you on the next episode. We hope that you found today's uh, podcast helpful in your walk in ministry. Uh, please uh, be sure to share this with others. Download it. Uh, subscribe. Likes, send us some comments, uh, help spread the word about uh, this podcast and how it's uh, helpful in your life. Till next time.